0: Hey everyone, just want to encourage you to find us on your listening platform and give us a rating. Anywhere you listen to that has a rating system, go on over and give us a rating and maybe leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts. These ratings really do help. Thank you so much for listening. On to this week's episode. Dear friend, do you ever feel disconnected from your reality and nostalgic for an era that you never were alive for or experienced firsthand?
1: Dear friend... Not in the slightest. (laughs) I actually only dream of the future, to be quite honest.
0: Mm, Yeah. Dear friend, I kind of think this is going nowhere. So maybe (laughs) we should should find different correspondents because we're so different.
1: Dear friend, I'm so glad you finally pulled the plug because I've been dying to uh, for a while.
0: (laughs) And thus goes the first iteration of (laughs) The Shop Around the Corner, which we're not covering today. We're actually covering... The 1940 film and its unofficial remake in 1998, You've Got Mail.
1: You confused me when you said we're not covering it.
0: Because I was saying that our opening was like the first draft of the shop around oh, the corner. Okay. But we're not talking about that version. Right. We're talking about the... <laughs> got it, got it. No, yeah,
1: we're we'll talking about the real one. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah,
0: so let's just... This is our Valentine's Day episode. We're kind of, you know, digging deep and going many years in the past. You know, because there's not a lot to cover. So happy Valentine's Day. Two days late. Are you
1: saying Valentine?
0: Valentine's Day. Valentine. You know, I, yeah, I kind of jumble all my words together. That's a problem I have. So thanks for the insecurity. This Valentine's episode is (laughs) starting great. I'm Nicole. And I'm Rolando. And this is Remakes, Reboots, and Revivals. An original podcast. About unoriginality. A very special episode because not only are we doing something that isn't like a recent topic, but we're in person.
1: Yeah, I know. It's been a while since we've been in person.
0: Yeah, we we never do this. I think the last time we did it was like September 2021.
1: Was it that? No, it was that long that ago. That Cinderella. Long ago. C- we did it for Cinderella? We did it for Cinderella. That's a shame. because <laughs> I know, we kind of wasted it. It was. like Cinderella's like the worst. Yeah. Uh, what's the occasion for this one? Valentine's Day?
0: The occasion is that Eddie and I are later attending a book event for an author that we really, really like, Grady Hendrix. Mm. Uh, and I figured, all right, I'll come a little early and we can record the episode in person. Right. So, and in Valentine's
1: day although it's late for valentine's day by the time this comes out out, technically on me and eddie's anniversary
0: which is like even more romantic and appropriate for
1: these two movies i mean considering we didn't do anything like i suppose at least this is something
0: did you give him his gift
1: no it hasn't arrived yet by the time oh it won't arrive until monday
0: does he know what it is no he He, do you think he listens to this episode
1: he didn't definitely did not listen to the previous episode because he has no desire to talk about willow Willow, which is crazy because he, he's the fantasy fan. He doesn't like. He thought the he thought the show was just so bad. I think it just left the Saturday. So he didn't. After he, watching the show, yeah, like he's one episode he tapped out. He just like, this is yeah garbage.
0: Yeah, this is our podcast, and even I'm gonna say, don't listen to last week's episode because we could not care less about Willow. Oh, I actually got like positive feedback from last week's episode. I'm, that is wonderful to hear. I'm so happy to yeah. hear that.
1: Yeah, I think it was mostly they enjoyed the ramblings. Of yes, to Mad. People. That is us. (laughs) Speaking of ramblings of two mad people, the shop around the
0: corner and you've got mail, our films today. Have you seen either of these films prior to the recording of this episode when we, you know, watch films for? uh yeah i've
1: seen little uh, the shop around the corner i keep saying the little shop the (laughs) shop around the corner i saw i think last year or the year before last okay and this was my first time watching you've got mail i've never seen you've got mail before
0: honestly same my sister was like a big rom-com fan and is still a big rom-com fan i am not but she watched sleepless in seattle and you've got mail a lot so she Mm. was tom hanks meg ryan fan so i had seen so many scenes
1: wait i thought sleepless in seattle was billy crystal
0: that's when harry met sally ah got it okay which i do like of the nora Ephron uh filmography
1: wait is she also sleepless in seattle
0: she yeah she wrote it maybe she directed it
1: wow she, i
0: think she did direct it Our uh she about. wrote when when harry met sally but rob reiner directed it and i think she wrote and direct sleepless in seattle then you've got mail then I think hanging up with Diane Keaton and a couple other people. I never saw that movie, Julian Julia, and then maybe one more movie. So she
1: directed Julie and Julia. I'm almost with, certain with uh, Meryl Streep. Yeah, wasn't that she nominated me. for an Oscar for that? I wouldn't be surprised. As Julia, as Julia Child. As Julia Child. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I never. You know, I wanted to see that movie. I still haven't seen it. I love like Julia Child. I used to watch her as a little kid. Oh really? Yeah.
0: I do. I mean, the joy of cooking is a joyous book. I never. Have you read it? I've done recipes from it.
1: Okay, that counts. <laughs> that counts. That counts. That counts for for a, for a recipe book. Yes, it counts. Uh, one of my favorite YouTubers is his his handle is the Anti Chef, but he's doing basically like a Julie and Julia type of thing where he's. Cooking like a recipe a week from mm. the Julia Child's cookbook, and it's so interesting because he was doing it for a few years now. And I see some of his earlier stuff and like his later stuff all out of order, but like you see his technique completely changing as like he's progressed. Interesting, because he's just been using like Julia Child as like his guide.
0: Yeah, I love watching the progression of artists like that because like food is an art form too. So, mm,
1: I mean, it's not as let's not put in that high. Value in territory like well that's maybe that how movie. you view art the menu <laughs> did you see the menu i did see the menu it
0: was good kind of fell apart at the end but it was good
1: oh wait i actually like the ending what are you talking about are you talking about the burger
0: the burger no i'm not talking about the burger i'm talking about the fact that like everyone accepted their death and didn't really fight back i think I'm like i don't know if you were there would you just kind of sat there for as long as they did i <laughs> <laughs> they just sat there. That's true. they got doused with a portion like with,
1: of things. They got doused with the uh, gasoline, and they just like, all right, this is it. This I is guess it. this is our
0: fate.
1: <laughs> uh, I think they knew that they were pieces of garbage, all of them, and they deserve it. because they y'all yeah. kind of well, did. that is the commentary you, you know it's going me? for. So <laughs> yeah,
0: all right. We did this kind of last week. And <laughs> well, yeah,
1: it's, it's not that we don't want to talk about the film, it's yeah. just we're in person. How often do we get to talk about film Exactly. People and we got positive person. feedback from last week. So. Yeah, I think they like this idea of just yeah. rambling like uh, the first 10, know,
0: 20 minutes, maybe. Me
1: and oh, oh, I hope not that long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's some podcasts that do that. One of my favorite, I saw what you did. Like the first 25 minutes is just them talking about bullshit.
1: Really? Yeah. It's okay. a good podcast. I mean the most the podcasts I do listen to are all just people talking about bullshit. So, yeah. You know? It's entertaining. Right. Also, uh Nora
0: Ephron, she did do those movies that I said, but she also did Michael, the movie with John Travolta, if you remember that. Oh, the angel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. I do and know that movie.
0: Bewitched with uh Nicole Kidman. Wow, I thought Nora Ephron was dead. She is dead. Oh, she is dead. Julian Julia was her last film. When did she die? Um <laughs> Pop quiz. <laughs> 2012 so a while ago
1: wait how old is julian julia I would that, is that movie like is 13 years old no way yeah came wow. out in 2009 yeah that is heartbreaking <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's that all right time flies time flies is that eddie
1: that is eddie
0: eddie okay so shop around the corner you've got mail eddie z has just joined us in person Yes, I'm I know keep this is this. Is Like
1: after, like I think this is the first time this year you're with us. Oh my gosh, is it? No, I think um, you were uh, Avatar. When yes, I was he. Yeah, when you were not with us, he joined me first. That's it. Yeah. So when I wasn't here, Eddie decided to join the show. But as soon as I came back, he's like, "All right, I'm out. Well, I need like a long vacation from from this." <laughs> Are you guys okay? <laughs> I, right? I don't know
2: why he's making this about him, but that's cute. <laughs>
0: uh, did you watch both of these movies? for yes. This week? Ooh, awesome.
2: Not, uh, no, I saw the sh- shop around the corner I saw a while ago, and um You Got Mail I saw a couple of days ago. Okay. Was that
1: the first time you watched it? Shop around the corner? No,
2: you've got mail. No, no, no. Oh, I've, I've seen You Got Mail several times.
1: Oh,
0: several. Oh. So you're a fan. Okay. Yes. Wow. All right. So can't wait to dig into rom coms. I guess, in, like, you know, let's do a round robin. How does everyone feel about rom coms? We, we've discussed rom coms on the show, but not enough that I remember your answers. So I'll, have we covered rom coms before? We have. When? Well,
1: what rom coms have we, we
0: covered? You know, I'm thinking about an affair to remember, and that's actually not a rom com. But we did do an affair to remember love affair, both versions years ago. That is certainly not a rom com. Um, yeah. <laughs> We might have done something else. I can't, I can't say for sure, but I feel like we might have. Are rom-coms not just
1: like something just regularly covered?
0: I guess not. Well, rom-coms are kind of dead.
1: Which is a shame because, well, here's my answer. I'm, I'm a fan. Oh, you don't like rom-coms? No, I actually do.
2: Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think I got to a certain point where it was like, mm, like I wasn't feeling yeah. them anymore. Yeah. I definitely wasn't going to see them in the movies anymore. I would agree mm-hmm. with you on that. So mm-hmm.
1: that's going to be, that's my retort. I don't think necessarily rom-coms are dead. I just don't think they're popular in theaters anymore. Because, I mean, currently the queen of rom-coms, or she's trying to be the queen of rom-coms, is J-Lo. Mm-hmm. Like, all she's constantly doing is with trying to make me rom com marry yeah. me. And then the other movie that looked like Marry Me. Shotgun Wedding. Yes, there you go, right? She just loves being a bride uh Mackenzie green on the table striker show dropped some tea on that what's the tea okay I'll tell it just because no I don't think I should be able- allowed to tell it just because it is from a page behind a paywall pave- basically they go to the same...
2: <laughs> as I spill like, with no hesitation <laughs>
1: they go to the same san santero who does readings and like he was saying he was telling her how uh jlo is just Like, doesn't care about her fortunes, doesn't care about her fame. She only cares about love and romance and stuff. That's all she goes to him for advice for. Wow. So that's why she has, like, these, like, very, very... Now that she's got Ben. She wants to keep him. And with all that drama happening behind the scenes, like, at the Oscars and stuff, and then at the premiere for that... Oh, you don't know. Nicole made a face like she just... Oh. Uh, (laughs) I don't follow the I'm sorry, not the Oscars. At the Grammys. It was at the Grammys when... uh, trevor noah was like doing a skit in front next to them but they didn't realize they were fighting they they looked like they were in the middle of a fight right he the focus wasn't on them they just happened to be in the shot of the camera got it and then all of a sudden like she sees and they're like ah trying to smile wow (laughs) i gotta youtube that yeah 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 yeah
0: interesting okay uh yeah she is definitely trying for that which is interesting because it's kind of in a uh purgatory state right now you know like we don't know if they're alive or dead as an as a genre I that people enjoy
1: I, I i know but again i still stand by this I, I just don't think they're a big movie ticket draw but i do you find a lot of rom-coms on but on even streaming on streaming services. i
0: mean have you guys watched bros yet
1: yes yes we went to I the saw, movies
0: that flopped
2: so hard well, it was also
1: not a good movie in my opinion
2: but it's so yeah. funny because it Everyone was saying it was.
1: I don't know, but I feel and like everyone you're... said it was, and then mm. I
2: liked it, and I just wondered if I liked it because you were being told to I like say, it, or or I was kind of excited of uh to have a gay romance. Yep, that's you know exactly yeah. you you wanna like it. You want to like it? I was just like, I'm going to be the most forgiving of all forgiveness. At this moment, I've seen, I've seen better. better enjoyed, like, there were moments that I enjoyed, the moments I found comical, the moments that I relate to, and there were moments like okay, I've mm, seen better,
1: mm-hmm. uh, like indie gay rom coms, yeah, than Bros. And I think uh, Bros was just I I just you know what it is, Billy Eichner was kind of just annoying. <laughs> wow really and uh <laughs> and so it's just like i i i, I really just couldn't get past. he was just not a good lead mm. i think billy eichner is great in small dosages okay this was not it for interesting it. so uh but yeah no we went to see that in theaters but i know that flopped hard i don't think but i don't think it's because it was a rom-com i think it was because it's also a gay rom-com there could be many <laughs> like, reasons for it too and yeah. also billy eichner i think would <laughs> be what, yeah. right yeah uh but i don't did marry me do terribly i think marry me did like it did okay for what it was yeah yeah i yeah. think that's uh, you know and i think that's what rob cobb's all you can hope to achieve is just like <laughs> they're like horror movies
0: well what about what about that one with george cooney and um julie roberts ticket to paradise i actually that did pretty well there you go because it was I, a very
1: classic formula rom-com. i it's a movie i never i haven't seen it Mm-hmm. Would I would I watch it in theaters? Probably not. Would I watch it at home streaming? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Only well, it's on Peacock? Of, oh, there you go. See, I don't. I, have I don't want to watch it that bad. No, <laughs> no, it's not even. I just. I. I mean, I'm paying for Peacock. I might as well watch it, right? True. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's not. It's just like it's. But yeah, so I don't think it's a. It's a genre that's necessarily dead. I just think it's a genre that's not. The best for theaters because if you think about it too, rom coms make more sense to be watching them at home with like your partner. You guys I are supposed like, so. I mean, well, but like, rom coms make great first date movies. I don't think movie theaters make good first date dates though. Well, it
0: depends so. on if you haven't met them before. Like, maybe if this is your first time meeting them, don't move into a movie theater where you're staring at a screen for some that's amount of hours. my
1: that's the problem. That's my but that's they're good, Why could say, don't <laughs> No, good dates in general, sure, but yeah. not good first. I don't think movie dates are good dates as like your first date it, depends, it, it just yeah. it just prevents you from like actually talking you're just watching a screen well
0: no well you know back in the day too and we're getting a little off topic i'm gonna bring us on it's topic valentine's soon. day but back in the day, people would make a whole thing out of it where it's like you go see a movie and then you go for a meal and you spend a lot of time together based on like also how good was the movie? You know, like what do you do after? Do you talk a lot about it and in kind of like this back economy? And forth? <laughs> right, hey man, Wendy's is still pretty affordable.
1: Uh, no, now it's Netflix and chill. You go over, uh, pick a movie on Netflix and uh, you and know. chill. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, and did you like rom coms?
2: I, I still do, I still hmm. do. Um, I, I still kind of like. I remember though, like some some of my favorites are Sandra Bullock ones. Like, <sighs> love her. While you were sleeping, good one. Uh, very much love that one. Is
1: that Nora Ephron too? I feel no, like. it is not. No, wow, it's not.
2: Okay. Yeah, she didn't make that many.
1: And um,
2: yeah. So I was very much a big fan. Even Meg Ryan's stuff. Like, yeah. Oh, she was. You the queen got mail. <laughs> Uh, slee- sleepless in Seattle, mm-hmm. and um, Harry, what was met it? And Harry met, met Sally. Sally. So yeah. those were classes. I remember as a little kid being very much fascinated with Meg Ryan. I thought she was like the ultimate sweetheart girl next door. Always had that sunshineness in her performance. Yeah, you know that that, that innocence, but still yet wrapped up with a little bit of strength
0: never it. quite dethroned julia roberts in the 90s as being america's sweethearts but was like a quick rival or like a worthy rival to mm-hmm. that to that title i think
1: was julia roberts rom-coms yes yeah
0: my best friend's wedding that's true that was that's a like one of my favorites actually oh one of my favorites. she's such an asshole
1: yeah she's kind of the worst in that one. Mm-hmm. My, uh, one of these guys i follow on tiktok he was ranking the best movie based off of the state it's set in so every state had its best <laughs> okay. one. New Jersey's was... Don't say Garden State. No, that's what I was afraid of, too. Thank that's so God. funny. That was my reaction. I'm just like, oh, it's going to be Garden State, isn't it? It was The Wedding Secret, which I was like, you know what? All right. Okay,
0: sure. It's I like that better. better than...
1: <laughs> Drew Barrymore is a very good example of a rom-com queen. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the one that comes to mind for me is Drew... Be- uh, not Drew Barrymore. Reese Witherspoon. Okay. as a rom-com queen I really she was doing a lot of rom-coms
0: she was i don't really care home alabama rom- yeah i don't like that
1: movie yeah, yeah. You know, oh, i don't, like I movie don't I look i don't, I don't i'm not saying blonde. that i like him either but i'm just saying that she it's for the lots she legally came blonde. in for those uh is yeah. legally
0: blonde a yeah i'm kind think because it, 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 it kind of like she is,
2: ends yeah. up with him but it's not like that was the whole the whole driving force? Yeah. yeah, yeah because yeah, Clueless movie, also yeah. ended
1: up on that list of movies uh, for the state of California, for example. I'm just like, is that a rom-com? Because Clueless is more mm. like a teen comedy. High school uh, movie. Than it is. Yeah. yeah. Then it is a uh, romance. Like, the romance wasn't even, like, front and center of that storyline.
0: Yeah. See, rom-coms for me, they're either, like, a hit or a miss. But, like, pretty strong on both ends. Like, a strong hit or a strong miss. Mm-hmm. Um, And most of the time, I find them being misses for me. And it's interesting because the rom-com didn't really become a thing until Nora Ephron was really responsible for at least popularizing and turning it into this genre that gets referred to as rom-coms with When Harry Met Sally. That kind of changed the game, and they made them more like adult-focused. If you think a lot of rom-coms are focused around teenagers, Mm -hmm. especially in the 80s. And so after that, in the 90s, all these movies we're talking about, 90s, 2000s, and early 2010s is when it happened. So it's actually... Only like a 20, 25 year span of these genre existing. Mm-hmm. If we think that it's something that is dead. Before that, they had what they referred to as women's films. Oh. Where they were just romances. sometimes, Chick Or flicks, they would I be comedies, but they were never defined as romantic comedies. Like mm-hmm. maybe screwball comedies or slapstick comedies. Uh, but, you know, so genre was kind of, it was all over the place. Uh-huh. So the first film, even though it inspired a very famous romantic comedy with You've Got Male, would not be referred to to it all as a comedy i think i think it's actually just a dramedy maybe romance film but i would actually consider it more of a drama really yeah i would i don't know personally i would i mean it's funny and it's charming but i have my thoughts about it okay so the first (laughs) one we're talking about is a shop around the corner which was made by a man named ernst Lubitsch, whom i very much love he's known for his later films Um, These later films include films like Ninochka, which, you know, the famous tagline was that it had Greta Garbo in it, and it's, Garbo laughs, you know, it's something she never did. Um, And that was a romantic (laughs) comedy, yeah. (laughs) Uh, To Be or Not to Be, which also got remade with Mel Brooks and Anne Bancroft. That could have been a good uh, contender for today. Heaven Can Wait, Mm. Um, Clooney Brown. Uh, I prefer his earlier films, like Trouble in Paradise, Designed for Living, so good. Uh, it's a very highly scandal uh, pre-code movie about oh. a woman in a relationship with two men.
1: Oh, okay. Scandal. It's,
0: it's so good. Um, so this is, though, his later film. This is during the code. And this is not even his script, which is why, to me, this is a very different type of Lubitsch film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's based on a play. And the play, it's a Hungarian play. I think the original title is perf- It's called perfume. I don't know how to quite say it right but i think it's perfumery by miklos laszlo
1: like a perfume like they used to sell perfume in i that think one. yeah so the original Minnesota play was based
0: on like the store was perhaps based on that title maybe they sold perfume uh-huh. but they adapted it so that they kind of sold a wide variety of tchotchkes essentially mm-hmm. in the americanized version right the play was from 1937 the film takes place in 19 19- well the film is in 1940 but i think the film is supposed to be like contemporary hung. Hungary, um, which you know, the shop is... around the corner, yeah,
1: yeah, no, they they say it's like base, it's like in, isn't it? I forgot what city, but it's like in Hungary. I think probably Budapest. Oh, uh, it is in Budapest, which yeah. I thought was. I remember when I was watching. this like wh- by the end, I'm just like, why was it said in Budapest? Like, li- yeah, so many of these want... older films, they take place in Germany or something. They
0: all speak English. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't look anything or feel anything like it. Maybe a couple of characters that they put in there to give it that like feel um but it's also like during this time world war ii was happening and you know hungary was very much influenced by the events surrounding it i think even though they weren't directly involved with the war they were like letting polish immigrants into their country and stuff so it's not accurate as to what hungary was like in 1940 mm-hmm. but thus you know maybe three years earlier in 1937 when things were quiet um okay so this movie is about two workers at a shop in budapest yes and they are both corresponding with someone that they feel incredibly connected to they met on the via personals. mail yeah, yeah they met in the personals right um they just exchange letters handwritten letters and they both are kind of lonely people and this is why i think i like this movie so much is because there's actually at the core of this this movie's kind of sad and the fact that there are so many people who are like struggling with loneliness and also kind of like, I mean, I'm not going to say like this, they're all having these existential crises and stuff, but kind of like midlife crises, or at least like crises of the self in subtle ways, but it's there. And there's a couple of scenes I'll point out, but you know, these two, this is his life. James Stewart is definitely the main character. It's like Mm -hmm. his movie and his um, character's name is Alfred Kralik, referred to a lot of the times as Kralik. And he's kind of like the second in command at the store. His boss, Henry Morgan, uh, Mr. Matashek.
1: Mm, do you remember the names? Yeah.
0: I saw this two days ago. Uh, so. Was that your
1: first time watching it?
0: No, this was my first uh. time, though, in like 10, 15 years, maybe. So I had seen it a long time ago. Got it. Um, yeah, he works for Mr. Maticek and he's like a second in command and throughout the movie there seems to be some tension between them but like this is his most trusted long-term employee they just recently hired a girl played by margaret sullivan and her name is novak and oh my gosh she's so great i love her uh you know you could chime in
1: I'm, <laughs> you have any thoughts i mean yeah she was don't, don't, don't. it's i'm still like <laughs> i'm still, like so pretending like we're on the computer where like there's a delay no um i she was fine she was fine. I thought you know what it is? You know me, and like that uh those accents. Those, what accent? <laughs> those uh Trans American accents transcontinental yeah, like it was like it's so annoying to watch this. it was annoying to watch the movie. As cute as it was, it was just like good god.
2: Wow, I never
0: really was like, Wow, listen to that transcontinental accent with her. I, I didn't would. think it was like All as prominent as Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> oh
1: no, Catherine Hepburn is I'm sure the queen. Yeah, her
0: <laughs> and Cary Grant are... are huge on that. But James Stewart has a very American. He has a
1: good annoying accent. voice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are you you think James Stewart has an annoying voice? Isn't that his voice? Yeah, that's Yeah, me yeah, yeah. Doing that's James like Stewart, kind of like yeah.
1: the, the the cadence that he has. It's kind of like super annoying. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> I suppose so. I think it's a very they both have very unique voices. Hers is kind of raspy. Um maybe she's a really heavy cigarette smoker, mm. but you know, she sounds she sounds different. She's not very high pitched you know, she's Melaware in her voice and obviously James Stewart's really iconic. So I kind of like their voices. And I like their chemistry. They were good friends. They made four movies together and I think they have great chemistry. Oh, what were the other movies? Uh, The Mortal Storm. Never heard of it. The Shopworn Angel.
1: Okay, I guess. And I think one more. There might (laughs)
0: be people listening who might, one, want to watch them or might have heard of them. Uh, So it turns out that these two, Novak and Cleric, James Stewart and Margaret Sullivan, they are they have a tumultuous relationship at work from the moment she wants to get a job he feels kind of threatened by her
1: was it that he was threatened or was he just sexist could have been
0: both he just was totally against the idea of hiring her from the moment he laid eyes on her she was like a shop Um, girl yeah
1: basically in like yeah he well yeah plus he was. Also i think like he was power salesman. tripping
0: as well too yeah. he was like well i'm kind of the big boss here and i say that the big boss is not gonna hire you so you should take my word for it kind right. of a and thing then she
1: sells that like hideous cigarette holder yeah yeah relabels it as a candy holder or something
0: yeah she she you know she gets smart and like says hey this is great and lies to the customer about it and they right. buy it right uh both ways literally and physically
1: oh you want me to move it yeah, should I? Like he's like he's... he might pee on it no, nah, Nico might put Oh, okay. Hi, hey,
0: boo. Uh, but it turns out that they are actually both the correspondents for one another. Right. They just don't know it. So. They just don't know it. So that's the main love story. But this film is also kind of an ensemble film of all the people who work at the store. Since it's based on a play, most of the time we're spent at the store and we're listening to the other people. Yeah. A big side story is Matyshek. You know, like I said, he's feeling conflicted, or there seems to be some sort of tension between him and Kralik to the point where then he fires Kralik, and we find out it's because he feels that Kralik was having an affair with his wife. Right. And he hired a private investigator, but he found out that it was actually this other brown nosed dipshit employee of his that no one likes.
1: He was very, very, like, sleazy. Yeah,
0: really (laughs) sleazy. Really, like, obviously thought he was better than everyone, but, like, trying to, like, you know, brown nose to Mm -hmm. Mr. Matichek. Uh, to the point, and this crushes Matichek so much. And I guess also the decision of what he did to his long term employee causes him to attempt suicide, which is like a heavy moment for the movie. Because, like, when he goes in that back room, you know exactly what's going to happen, mm-hmm. or at least what he's going to try and do. Right. But luckily, he's rescued by one of his boys. And, you know, he, he begs forgiveness of Kralik and then eventually brings Kralik back. And now Kralik is the head in command. And around this time, he also finds out Kralik, that Novak, is a woman that he's been talking to and so he doesn't tell her right away he kind of tries to get some information out of her and you know yeah doesn't... i think it's called gaslighting
1: is what he's doing to her i don't know if it's necessarily
0: gaslighting it's like, it's not you know, necessarily
1: right it's but manipulation <laughs> but it's like catfishing basically
0: catfishing is a better word than gaslighting because he's not being condescending and he's not like ignoring her, and those—that's the definition of gaslighting. He's lighting. like
1: leading her on, still.
0: Well, leading her on would be if she, but she doesn't even know she's being led on. She just thinks that this is Crollic. But it. she no, but she's like in the dark.
1: But she was like heartbroken that she got stood up. A right, yes. Uh, and so he's trying to, if I remember correctly, he's trying to comfort her, and all this stuff, telling him what a piece of shit. Especially at the end, is like when it's like kind of almost like devious what he's doing to this poor woman.
0: <laughs> I know to the point where it's like, okay, guys, you're end, having I'm too much like, fun with this. I think at the
1: end, both me and Eddie are just mortified. I'm just like, why why would she choose to be with this man? I have no idea. Well, that's because she told her
0: that, you know, in the beginning, she actually really had feelings for him. Mm-hmm. And, he, like, she likes him. <laughs> she feels connected to him. So, that's one, that's why she wants to be with him. But I don't think, I think that what you're talking about is more apparent in the second film than in the first
1: film. It's just as apparent is my argument.
0: I don't know. I didn't feel... I personally didn't feel that way. Um, I feel like he was... What he did, I thought, was way too... Like, carried on for way too long. Yes. 100%. But I don't feel like one gaslighting, and I don't feel like he was... What was the other word you said? Ga- uh, catfishing, catfishing. Perhaps catfishing.
1: He definitely catfished.
0: I mean, yes, he was playing a he, little too much. Yeah, like, playing that... with his fruit almost. Yeah. Like like he, a cat would with a mouse. But at the same time, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't get it that hard.
1: So audience, in case you don't know. So he finds out that Novak is the, the romantic other mm-hmm. because of uh, the way they decided to meet was at a restaurant. And I think she was supposed to have like a book or something in hand. Right. And when he sees, I think it's like his friend who sees it's her. So he decides to like not meet up with her. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, now that he knows it's her. He decides to, like, fuck with her head a little, you know, just pretend like he's crashing. And his he date. sits down
0: there. Yeah. But she's equally as rude to him.
1: Well, I mean, they don't like each other. I mean, her, her her reasons to not like him are fair. He's an asshole at work. Well, they both were. They were both. She's only conf- reacting like, to him.
0: Yes. In the beginning, when he didn't want to hire her, she was, like, defending herself for sure. Uh-huh. But then there were a couple of times where she, like, lost her temper way too soon, where he was just, like you shouldn't wear that shirt the boss is telling me to tell you that you should not wear the shirt i'm not telling you and she's like losing her mind <laughs> over her shirt it's like okay calm down so like she's already like on the defense you and mean, almost projecting him. no but <laughs> that's unfair you're telling me a woman that she was projecting on him and I don't know, like that's the thing. Like they both had this complicated relationship where it's like one of them would do something stupid and then the other one would do something stupid. And that's because they were they were thinking emotionally and not rationally around each other. They brought out these strong emotions within one another. When he sits down at the table, I actually don't think I think he's just being weirdly in his own way flirtatious. But then she becomes like she gets insulting to him.
1: Well, he. She's, like,
0: says instead of a heart, you have, like, a cellar a or something. Like, she says all these things that he has in place of it. It's like, okay, wow. That's, like,
1: mean. And also, I think an accurate read on his man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he's he's trying to... And he starts becoming incredibly warm to her. And, like, the the things kind of shift,
1: right? Their relationship starts to somewhat change. Yeah, because... But he's only now being nice to her because he has information that she doesn't have. <laughs>
0: you've never withheld information from someone before
1: No, i've never like gone out of my way to catfish someone and then pretend to be their friend after <clears> knowing like whatever their most deepest uh intimate thoughts are right like that's like yeah. reading someone's journal all right and then using that information to win that person over that's not a good example how is it not like they're because exchanging these letters you were having a, a crust-
0: private letter but, like, she gave it to him. She just didn't know she gave it to him. No, but it's but not pro-
1: like he found this letter no, no, and no, read no. it. But, like, he knows who she is now. Yeah. She does not know who he is, right? That's the
0: only bit of private information that is not equally exchanged. Everything he told, she told him, she willingly
1: told him. It's a balance of power, though. So, like, him changing his demeanor around her, it's not—I I just don't think it's fair.
0: Yes, yeah, so I agree with the balance of power where like he goes on a little bit too long with it and he has a little too much fun. And I think it's out, like another hour of the like, film. It's like,
1: oh, how do you feel?
0: It's not that long. How do you <laughs> feel about this guy? Do you like him? It's like, oh, well, you know, if she were to say something negative, then it was like, oh, yeah, he has way more information than she should because she's not willingly telling this guy. Like, she thinks she's telling him, you know, in secret. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, that's not cool. And that is a problem I have with the source material in general. (laughs) And the problem with this film is that it's focused on Kralik alone. Like it's an ensemble piece, but this part of the story is only from his perspective. Right. Um, Like there, even when he sees her, in the window and they're like oh it's miss novak and he looks we never even see her until he walks into the store we just see him react to her and immediately when that happened in the film i was like oh man so none of this is from her point of view mm. that was kind of a bummer for me especially because i really enjoyed her and i don't know i enjoyed it <laughs> i liked it i liked the ensemble piece i liked that it felt really melancholic and it was weirdly about the like loneliness of these people and also these are very normal not normal middle class people right these aren't upper class people they work in a shop this is kind of their life their livelihoods depend on this she walks in begging for a job she can't you know exist without it um you know uh, the one guy who rescues Matachek, you know he uses it as a way to get up in the job. Like everyone is very dependent on this because they go together. It's their livelihood. Yes, they go together to the Christmas dinner and
1: stuff. Which I thought was, which I actually
0: was one of my favorite moments. It was. I I would agree. That's like Mm -hmm.
1: one of the nicer parts of this film.
0: Yeah, like not wanting to be alone and to spend it with someone that you connect with and stuff. So like, you know, these are people who don't have much. And this shop is very much everything that they have. And so, so much so that these letters become so much. They don't even know who the other person is, but it's they're in love because they don't really have anything. There's something to that that we can't connect with all these years later, 80 years, 80 years later. But that to me, I feel kind of, I romanticize when I watch it because I'm like, oh, wow, I know nothing about this life, but what a nice, uh, <laughs> what a nice demonstration or what a nice show of what life used to be like that you know i feel kind in, of nostalgic for even 1940s though i never budapest. In i know <laughs> like, but it's so sweet what's wrong with wanting to romanticize 1940s budapest what's wrong with that
1: was it bombed by germany
0: <laughs> by this point <laughs> like, hungary was not involved in the war it aided they, immigrants they... but they weren't like one of the so they were powers. neutral they were relatively, not every single country in Europe was involved in World War II. Uh, if
1: they were neutral, that means they were anti-American, as far as I'm concerned. That is the most just American like, thing just you've Just like ever the said. Irish. Yes. You know? Yes, as I You're roll my eyes. Yeah, picked a side. It's not us. Trump 2024, <laughs> baby. Uh, Yeah, I don't, you know, it's because we saw this, when I saw this film, it was for. Your movie club? It was from the movie club, and it was yeah. like our. It was like one of the guys' Christmas pick, like right, because it was deemed a Christmas movie. I mm-hmm. guess it does a lot of it does take place. It definitely ends in Christmas, uh, and it's a shop. But I remember my main reactions being it's just like, why was this? I don't know why it takes place in Budapest. Just make it New York City. It's such a non like it's the most nondescript backdrop <laughs> of like the entire thing. But they were so insistent, and they kept dropping. It's like Budapest, Budapest. It's just like, why are we doing this? It's just... To ourselves, um, I didn't like, yeah, that ba- imbalance of power that uh, that Kralik had. I just was not a fan of, and I think by the end, of it kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. Especially at the end, when like she is confessing that she has feelings for Kralik and stuff. But she has, she has like, this conflict, right? She has these feelings for one man while revealing that she also has feelings for this other man that she's brand letters to, and it's just yeah. like you're making this woman go through this turmoil. For your amusement, at this point, wow, that comes really into play in the next
0: movie. <laughs> oh yeah, no, like I, a
1: million percent for sure in yeah. the next film. Uh, I think, luckily, for a lot less time. Too much time, I would in the, argue. In the
0: in the later film or in the current film we're talking about, like that, it happens for an extended period of time or a shorter I think it period was like for the. I think it's, it was only for like a couple
1: days. No, 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 but like screen time wise, screen time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, like screen time wise like it's a good chunk of the movie I, it's like almost half the film when like he knows he finds out and like he has this over her i don't so I, I
0: think i think i'm gonna have to say no on that how, how i don't think do it's think? Like more than half of the film i don't think it's half of the film i think it's only like the last the movie is an hour and 40 minutes Too it's long. relatively short uh, I think it's probably only for 20, maybe 25
1: minutes. No, of the movie. Because it also be...
0: it's interspersed with other moments with like stuff that's happening at the shop and stuff. We have this whole ensemble cast that we keep cutting. He back gets and fired forth.
1: after he finds out like it's not this is still like early. No, he got fired before he found out. He and got... then
0: that night he went because both of them wanted off that night. Right. And then that's what set Mr. Matichak off. And then he fired him that night. And then he was like, I can't. Oh, go right. They were all stuck now. late for work. Yeah. Yeah, he's like I can't meet her now. Like so, I'm right, a fucking right, mess. right. I don't even have a job. That's so the halfway point of the film. Like. No, it's not.
1: <laughs> because uh there was the gun shot, uh, the gun moment in the inside the 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 shop, right? Mm-hmm. Uh doesn't this guy, the the cheater get fired also dramatically? Yeah, that's one of the later films Yeah, like, it's film. like yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure like it felt like a long time in this movie that he had this information screen time wise versus I would say the next film, You've Got Mail, where it was like- Oh my God, like, the maybe... next
0: film is so long. That next film would not end.
1: Oh, I agree with you a million percent. Like that, it's a <laughs> two hour film. It's just like, yeah, this could this be is cut. so, yeah. It could have been cut to like easily an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I know all yeah, the yeah, things, yeah. if I've had the editing, I'd be like, we don't need this montage. Cut yeah, this no, montage for sure. Yeah, out. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Definitely kill your darlings. Let's start, let's talk about You've Got Mail then. You've Got um, Mail. So I love how 90s movies that depict the internet- <laughs> they just like are like whoa it's so technology and then we go into like this 3d type of new york world and stuff that was a weird intro it was such a weird intro because it's also like fascination with the internet what is it how does it work Mm. like movies tried so hard to like convey it as like this big complicated thing
1: certainly not like that like we don't do do that anymore (laughs) blocky 3d rendered Mm world
0: yeah uh, So we begin we enter New York and we meet our two characters. And in this case, these are not two people of the same class who work at the same store whose lives are relatively similar like they were in the shop around the corner. Oh, I and guess. And you've you're right. got male. Yeah, I guess um, Hanks'
1: character is like definitely bougie upper class and she is yep. working. Upper middle class, so like she has like a she has nice, her setup. sweet apartment. Yeah, it's interesting because <laughs> I'm like, wow,
0: like this is New York in the late 90s, and yet it feels like 50 years ago. Because how is she <laughs> able to live here? Yeah. Like, rent increases have drastically changed, I'm sure, since then, but I guess it was affordable.
1: I just don't know how she's able to.
0: My main question is, how does she afford so many employees? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. And also, like,
1: do these employees
0: not have friends their own age? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So Kathleen Kelly is an owner of a bookstore that has been passed down to her by her mother, called the Shop Around the Corner. Ah, you ah, see what they did, yes. yeah. Connections. Um, she's in a relationship with a, a news columnist, who's very left-leaning. Frank, played by Greg Kinnear, uh, and they live in a cute little apartment, I think, somewhere in the Upper West Side.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. It was on Riverside Drive. Yes, I think it's the same building that Liz Lemon lives in in 30 Rock.
0: Mm. oh okay no oh, so that must be on the hollywood backlog that street
1: <laughs> uh, because, yeah potentially it could be yeah. it could be one of those things or it could be like an homage like every time we cut back i think it might just be the same like stock footage yeah okay like you know what i mean like could similar be. like yeah you know. could be um yeah
0: so she owns and runs this store she has three employees underneath her One of them, Jean Stapleton from All in the Family, who I guess was there since her mother was right. A young girl who's in college, who I don't remember her name. What was her name? I don't remember. Uh, But there was a Scott Christina, and then Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn works for her too.
1: With that luscious and everyone
0: loves their job. That
2: mane he had. His hair? Oh yes, yes, his hair. Yeah. (laughs) His hair was like its own character, basically. Every time he walked in.
0: Yeah. Then there is Joe. Fox, F-O-X, and he is an upper class individual who is part of a uh, pretty rich family Mm -hmm. called Fox, and they decided that they're going to open up Barnes and Nobles, except in this movie, it's Fox. And I guess Barnes and Nobles wasn't, like, when did
1: Barnes and Nobles... Debut. Oh, I don't know when it debuted, but well, I know that in the 90s I used to frequent Barnes and Nobles a lot because I loved yeah. going. To well, Barnes originally it wasn't. Uh,
2: so it became Fox Books, but they were aiming to get Barnes and Nobles involved.
1: Oh, in the movie? Yeah. Oh, like but behind the, cha- the scenes? Yeah, but, but th- the chain said no. What? Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Big mistake. <laughs> yeah, Huge,
1: right? Let me tell you. Yeah, because they weren't even like. Well, I guess they kind of were the bad guy, but like they weren't like. Well, it was the same kind of
2: concept too. You have a mega bookstore.
1: But the coffee shop, shop, yeah, shop yeah, discount prices, floors, discount prices, so yep. all those little bookstores. Eddie has informed me that it never, it wasn't always Starbucks. It used to be, it could have been like different coffee like shops. Like their and, brand, yeah. But because mm. I remember every time I used to go to to Barnes and Noble, it's like, oh, you get a book. It's you treat it like a library, right? You could take a book instead of the Starbucks and just read and put it back. Mm. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But an interesting model they had at uh, Barnes and Noble, but yeah, Fox's... Books, Fox and Son, I think is uh, is the name of the company. Fox Books. Fox Books.
0: Um, Yeah, this movie feels like an omen, almost, of what was to come. Because <laughs> almost everything they talk about in this film is like, oh, well, that's the norm now. Oh, well, All the omen. thing that they're like,
1: we don't want to of, happen. What's to come and came and went, because uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot internet came and just, like, also toppled that industry. Yeah, yeah, seriously. You know?
0: Um, yeah, so he's the owner of a chain of mega bookstores, and his new store that he's building – Around the corner from the shop around the corner Is directly threatening Kathleen Now unbeknownst to both Joe and Kathleen They're friends online With her title being Shop Girl and his being NY152 Which I'm and pretty sure
1: it's like That has to be the street he lives on right? In, uh, the building
2: Oh the building okay no, right. got it yeah. 152.
1: Oh wait um, was he Riverside
2: Drive? I think he was Riverside Drive To somewhere around there yeah. Oh, yeah. They okay, weren't that, far which that apartment That building was also used in Baby Mama really
0: yeah wow look at that <laughs> another team fey another and another rom-com
2: uh is
0: baby. it's a comedy it's a comedy for, it's sure, a comedy for like, sure i don't know if it's a rom-com. romantic comedy mm-hmm. fam com we we had that father of the bride that there was we go there's rom-coms <laughs> yes
1: yes yes <laughs>
0: is it a subgenre of the subgenre? Mm-hmm. uh yeah so they're connected because they met in a chat room for like singles in their 30s something like that and mm-hmm. they just grew this tight bond and from the moment this movie starts you know that they're in love with each other right even though they're both in relationships
1: did you ever frequent AOL chat rooms I did I had a
0: friend called Helium Head and I was Funky Pizza oh Mm. yeah and we talked for a bit like sexually no we were friends
1: oh I was 12 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like 13 and I was just like, I'm like, I'm pretending to be an 18 year old guy. Like, you know,
0: I did that once with my friends, but like, like not an ongoing thing. Oh, so. no. Yeah. I, and we felt bad. And like right before we signed off, we're like, we're only 13. Sorry.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, and then we signed I, off. So I, we told them definitely catfish people before a catfish was a thing as a young person. And, so, and there's a great show, Pen15. There's an episode where. This one character does that. Like, it takes place in the 90s, and so she creates the AOL account, and she goes on the chat room, starts flirting with people, pretending to be so what she is not. Yeah. And, uh, well, you it's... see,
0: back then it wasn't frowned upon.
1: I think it, was it was frowned so upon, new. but it was very, very... It was something that just happened.
0: I mean... Maybe in a certain sense, but like for fun, like people like, oh, you could pretend to be whoever you want. Like it was this new thing where we realized it was like, wow, we could put on masks and be whoever we want. But then bad things happened and we realized that it's a bad thing to do, especially as an ongoing thing.
1: What bad things happened?
0: People, you know, masqueraded as teenagers when they were really older people and then lured teens to their deaths.
1: I don't know. That yeah, there're many yes, times. Yes, yes. I don't know about many times. <laughs> uh, the media has a many way of times. Do you not stuff listen like to
0: true crime garage. No. Well, then if I, you want to hear of many cases, you could go there.
1: I believe that the media sensationalizes these things. Yeah, it does happen, but like it's a small percentage. People die, Rolando. I mean, and people, people die, get murdered. People die all the time. And, and people get murdered all the time. People get murdered all the time. It's in America, but it's, the media it's like the, it's a normal use so. of a mass shooting.
2: Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, <laughs> once again, Meg Ryan and Tom <laughs> Hanks working together.
1: That's what I want to see Meg Ryan in a t- in a like mass shooting movie. Ooh. Like like as a mom of like a survivor mm. or something and like it's like a family drama. I feel
0: like that movie does exist. With Meg know Ryan? About it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean she transitioned to drama. Mm. So, pretty much um Joe wants to like close her in the beginning it seems like, but then he visits her shop with his niece. Well, technically his aunt and brother. Oh yeah. That, like, whole, that whole that thing was, was a so stupid. whole
1: hot mess of a family. Yeah. Well, um, we I,
2: I think also too, we, we do learn about the Fox men is there's three generations. Mm-hmm. They were all into creating these bookstores. They all come with this like piranha attitude when it comes to business. Like we're going to chop up all the little, all the little guys around as mm-hmm. we, as we, yeah. we build the whole thing. And I think, um, I don't know if you guys are going to mention this, but it, the grandfather of Joe Fox mentions something very interesting that I actually caught for the first time, even though I've seen his movie like five times. Mm-hmm. Caught for the first time, but he makes a reference that he knew uh, Kathleen's mother. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And at, at some
0: point that they exchanged letters yeah yeah like they had like a shop around the corner incident yeah
2: yeah and that uh but she was too young like she was young but she was he remembered her fondly right you know yeah so i find that very interesting i find that it's like
1: a transgenerational transgenerational
2: love affair
0: affair. maybe he's grown up jimmy stewart
1: maybe it would (laughs) have been nice if they actually like was he is he
0: alive he actually had died the year before you've got mail. Came and they out, couldn't so. just like film that scene. They couldn't. I know his just... his last filmography to top <laughs> off an impressive one. Um, yeah. So this generation of foxmen, you know that they're ruthless. They have a lot of hubris, and this is the mentality that he has. So he's kind of like he goes there to bring these kids, but also to kind of like do his research and mm-hmm. find out, you know, oh, what are they selling their books for and stuff. But of course, Kathleen's bookstore is so charming, and everyone loves it. And she's just like so great at what she does. It's like the perfect store, according to this movie. Uh, so it's like, and why would you want to close this down? What's wrong with you, Tom Hanks? It was <laughs> the tone of the an movie. annoying
2: store, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was annoying. It was
0: almost like too peachy keen.
2: I feel like it it portrayed <laughs> something about a community that I, well, it had the sense that within Manhattan. Uh-huh. there were these small communities of, of people. Like you had your little local shops. You had your little places where you guys gather, you know, the florists, the grocery store, this this bookstore. You have like these places where people knew each other and they gathered. It was part of the community. It was part of the, the lifeblood of the community that these little mom and pop stores uh, offered. And, um and it's so funny that that personalness I don't identify with the city at all. Oh no! Right. Mm, exactly.
1: Know, don't yeah. I it at That's all. what like this what movie I was trying to really preach this idea of like New York City is like this beautiful place with like these small shops and like small indie artisan type yeah. of places, and it's just again times do change, mm-hmm. but yeah. like big box stores won. and then they lost to the internet, right? Like now. It's like every other block is a Starbucks, right? Every other block is, I want to say, like either a Zara or a Sephora. You know what I mean? Like all these big chains, Mm -hmm. uh, you rarely have the option to like, I mean, they are popping up more and more like little boutique shops, but I'm never shopping in there because I look at the styles and be like, I can get this on Amazon for like half the price.
0: People want a good price. People want a good deal. (laughs) And also people only like support nowadays mom and pop stuff if it's like restaurants. Right, coffee shop. Yeah. restaurants would be the
1: one thing that I think did survive. Yeah. Uh, like no one wants to go to Apple Olive Garden, or Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah, like you know, like in the city. Yeah, like uh,
0: people who, you don't want to be the type of people who go there. Exactly. Much. Like no. you want to go to cool places.
2: Or oh, interesting thing, like mom and pops just existing in cyberspace, like having these small businesses. Um, but they don't have a real location that you can go to, but they have a, an online location where like you an order. Yeah yeah, right. okay. an yeah, NC, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, jo- jo- Joe's business. natural honey, organic honey, all these mm-hmm, kind of things mm-hmm. that you know, yeah, that, that people want to support for whatever variety of different reasons.
0: Or yeah. you know, go to the like shop shop writer stop and shop and get calandra's bakery there you know like stuff like that where it's like hey you know we might be housed by a bigger corporation but you can find our stuff if you go into the store for a good discount like those things do exist do right you know? um
1: so. uh, i was about to make a good point and i forgot what it was it just oh i guess it wasn't that good then i guess not yeah <laughs>
0: So okay, a big problem that I have with this movie because obviously the rest of the story is very much like the shop around the corner. Except you know we get a little bit more about their other relationships. Tom Hanks is in a relationship with Parker Posey, who mm-hmm. doesn't get en- enough screen time, in my opinion.
1: Oh yeah, Parker Posey is so good. She's so. Funny. It reminded me like how much I loved her in Lost in Space. I just love her in everything. <laughs> like anything she's in, she's just usually just so shines. great. Yeah, yeah, she
0: does. And like she was not in a lot of scenes. <laughs> the elevator scene <laughs> was <laughs> so good. <She's, laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's that scene is, is when you
2: get to see that she's so self centered, And so nasty. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. in that particular scene, but everything else she seemed okay. Yeah, you know she was kind of portrayed like yeah, go getter, like she's like independent. She's like do, you know like she has a she has a, a boss position, and she, you know she's good at that But she's kind of so funny. It was it was one she where it's r- like. You know, she kept on saying, and you're putting her out of business. I know. Yeah. That's <laughs> what she keeps mm-hmm. reminding
1: Tom Hanks' characters. Yeah. they like, you're the bad guy. Yeah. Like, and she's right. You gave her, you, you <laughs> took her job, her livelihood away.
0: Yeah. I loved her in it. I, I didn't think anything was wrong with her. I also thought that the breakup between Kathleen and Frank was so mature. I was like, wow. I would hope that like, this well, is what
2: happens when you're an adult. I, what I, what I, I mean. also feel it's, it's, it's similar to what's going on with Joe Fox and, and his girlfriend. Um, Was like uh, Almost like They were existing Parallel to each other There was never a sense of connection with, Within the significant others too And also let's not forget that both of them Were having emotional affairs yes. right. with someone yeah. online. Which is the worst yes. affair to yes, have Emotional affairs online I mean literally she waits for him to leave you know, I mean, isn't this problematic when she's like looking out the window, making sure he left, yeah, you know, yeah. before and she yeah. takes out the laptop, certainly and, a red flag, you yeah. know, and, sure. and, and she starts, uh, you know, engaging in the
1: conversation
0: and then proceeds to go to work and talk about it and feel like, oh, can you fall for someone that you've never met? Yeah. So like, yeah, that's why emotional affairs are the worst type of, affair. I'm so glad you
1: said that. I asked Eddie, like, what does he think is worse? An emotional affair or like the person who just cheats on like some skag off the street? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what yeah. is worse? So, you think the emotional affair is worse? 100%. Uh huh. You think physical
2: affairs? I don't be- know. I think because- the
1: emotional affair does suck, but like you kept it in your pants, right? Yeah. I mean, that was the thing too. <laughs> but right. I mean,
0: okay. But what if, you know, all of a sudden you see that your partner's withdrawn and that's because secretly they want to talk to somebody else oh. or they want to emotionally connect to someone else when they're sad or when they're angry or just want to vent. And it's not you anymore. <laughs> it's somebody else that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you're supposed to be for that person. Could
1: be a red flag. If you're just like, that sounds great. Sign me up. <laughs> like, <no. laughs> obviously happy I'm, anniversary guys yeah, yeah 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 three years
2: right Three years. uh no i
1: don't uh i think emotional affair i mean that level of emotional affair for sure is just like that's all right she she i mean you're sneaking, around, you're sneaking yeah. around it's yeah. just like yeah
0: so these people are both kind of good. assholes in a certain way yeah that's my yeah. reaction so the movie starts yeah. it's just
1: like oh wait I paused and I was just like, Eddie, this movie's about emotional affairs, <laughs> like right yep. from the get go. Yep. Yeah. We're and, supposed and, to be rooting for these two people. And I I
2: noticed uh, uh watch this movie again, seeing like all these uh, all these um very um connections, this uh these couples having this very super superficial uh relationships. You have his own father with once again with one of like I think this is the third or fourth wife. Um, the connection is always a child. It's always a child, and pro- but there was like, you know, she was, she was, um, she was, uh, what was she? The
1: nanny. They were always nannies, is what yeah. he said. Yeah, and he didn't yeah. even know they yeah. were. Yeah, yeah. She was trying to get
2: something. Well, this, his stepmom. So it's like Joe Fox's stepmom was hitting on him. Yeah. You know, she was always looking for an opportunity, which was weird. Yeah. It was like I a just, weird plot uh, that went nowhere. Like. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, it was just there. Yeah. And 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 the, you know, these uh, every every Manhattan couple was like, we're so good on paper. You know, mm. we come from this like, kind of like, we're white. We, we <laughs> probably come from middle class families. You know, we're made yeah. it in the city. You know, we should be together. And he's like, um, he's like, well, breaking up. Uh, you know, like, oh yeah, that girl I had that interview with. Yeah, I kind of like her. You know, when he mentions that he when when uh, Frank mentions that about the the woman that interviewed him, and how he's interested in her. Oh and then he yeah. Asks, yeah Are yeah, you yeah. interested in anybody? you know, and then she gives him that line. Like, um, uh, was that, is is the promise of someone else? Mm. I would have been like, fuck you. <laughs> 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 yeah. Like yeah. looking back, uh, like see this movie again, as like a full grown adult who've had relationships. I I'm like, don't romanticize it so much. And I'm like, these people are kind of a little fucked up in
1: how they like yeah. treat each other a little yeah. bit. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, yes i mean ultimately both these couples i just don't see them making it long term i give them like a good solid each like three years uh but there's no way like and i'm talking about both james stewart Sullivan, uh-huh, and these and, characters yeah. they just well, don't they don't have like they don't have the legs to like last long term in my opinion so,
0: okay so there's a big big thing about that relationship that i want to point out but like i also want to say that yeah, these people are kind of assholes. Um, I love how, like, she protests against Fox Books and is like, hey, you know, we want mom and pop shops and stores that, you know, are unique to stay, and we don't support these kind of big corporations, and yet she gets starbucks coffee like all the time
1: which is hilarious because i'm assuming in the 90s they didn't know like how big starbucks was gonna get i guess i guess starbucks was still like kind of trendy and like bougie enough where it's just
0: but this was definitely like the beginning so it was clearly not like your mom and pop's coffee shop around the corner yeah so, it was kind of like, wait a minute. It, so, she just wants people to support Horror Store? Or mm-hmm. She just doesn't support this type of America that's taking over New York, apparently. Yes.
1: Um, Starbucks, man. They took over. What yeah. do you see more? Starbucks or Dunkin'? In
0: New Jersey? In, Dunkin' Donuts. Oh,
1: yeah. No, in New Jersey. But in, New, in when you're in the city. I think I see, I see them, like, equally. I don't know. Mm. Like do you... McDonald's
0: probably more than anything.
1: Oh, that's so interesting. Well, I don't see heavy. as many McDonald's as I used to. I used to feel like I see them or saw them all the time. Now it's either a Dunkin' or a Starbucks.
0: Yeah, I mean, they chains are everywhere in New York. It's kind of here we were saying it's just like food.
1: Like we talk about real food, not like little snacky food. Like (laughs) like little snacky food, you're gonna still find like your chains everywhere.
0: Yes, yes, and you can still find your hot dog stands and falafel stands and whatnot.
1: And they're all probably owned by
0: the same one corporation. You know that maybe. Um, A big thing though is that, like I said, you know, these are people of two different classes in a way, even though I do think Meg Ryan is upper middle class, but like Like barely. Yeah. Okay. So you, could you fall in love with someone, you know, without seeing their face and connecting with them emotionally? Cool. What if then you found out that that person kind of represented something that you were against? Does that matter anymore? Or does now that you've seen who the person really is, is that what triumphs over the other thing? So you correspond with someone and you're like wow i really connect with them they understand me they're so funny blah 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 and then you find out that they're a republican
1: deal breaker yeah no
0: (laughs) (laughs) or like something that you know it's like oh Oh, wait this is
1: do they have money (laughs) well that's the thing well in this situation then maybe they have have more money than you you're a republican i was just like okay but there's money
0: yeah, but, you know, they're the reason that maybe you, say, lost your job or lost your business. Doesn't hey, that the, become
1: a deal breaker? Isn't then by me sleeping with the enemy, me winning and, like, taking their money and then divorcing and getting half of that money? That seems like mm, true. the yeah. long con. Could be. The, that that the, could be a long con. The good win. So,
0: and also, you know, when you were corresponding with them, they knew. That you were that person, but That's you true. didn't know, and they kind of strung you along for a l- long time. It
1: was, uh, yeah. And I was thinking about it. This was also, also half the film. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Again, this is way longer than in
0: the original and film.
2: Then, uh, I wonder, do we stick? Are we seeing these? Well, I'm speaking about the Meg Ryan character here. Mm-hmm. Do we? Does she stick to her principles? Is because it's all that she's known. The shop is all that she's known, and and then it's it's connected to her relationship with her mother. Yeah. And losing her mother. And losing her mother and then like her being be becoming the woman that she is um because of her mother and also without her mother, too. Um, you have that. Because the moment the shop is gone the moment there is no shop, she realized, Oh my god, I had so much time and now I'm writing a children's book. Too. So I'm just saying sometimes we just believe our dreams are because we never got the opportunity to look at anything else and then we'll stick to our guns about certain things because we're afraid of these other things uh, affecting our livelihood or, or or affecting you know who we are mm-hmm. never giving them a chance of or never recognizing that maybe this is just how the world is going to go in this direction and um i have to evolve or i get caught up in it and it'll destroy me in some way
0: yeah you know that's an interesting point that you bring up too because this movie almost kind of has this thing where it's like hey we need everything to slow down Mm. technology's moving too fast like the whole greg kinnear character is like typewriters and uh, we don't want computers these things ruin us and all this stuff and it's like honey that's the future <laughs> it like is, right. get with yeah. it or you're yeah. it, you got to be a shark you got to be constantly moving or you'll die but this movie kind of doesn't want to admit that yeah it's very much stuck in this like hey let's like things are great the way they are let's keep it that way and As that's if, not the yeah. reality of life i mean everything moves at a fast rate like it's everything's a accelerating right now with chat and everything going on with web three it's just like oh my gosh we're going to be there sooner than we want to be but that's how it goes so that's yeah, an interesting sooner than we
1: want to be i don't know i think it's just like well yeah. to
0: define what we want to be get for me sure, there faster <laughs>
2: because we're, we've now we've kind of crossed over to a point where we expect our technology to move that fast yeah, yeah. we know yeah. we we've we've it's already we've already we live in a paradigm where we know technology is going to move much faster than we're going to be able to keep up. And it may be, it may, it may, I may not totally get there, but I know at least that my, the next generation after is going to get at least to this point and understand this point, but then it's still going to move faster than they, you know, for sure. So it's, it's, it's that, but this is like, it's funny because the actress Mick Ryan was well, when I was making the movie, this was the first time I actually bought a computer and used email. <laughs> you know, Look. so it's kind of funny to think.
0: That is funny, yeah.
2: Wow, so. that's yeah. crazy. That Can is... I do at least a couple of fun facts? Sure. So I learn about this movie. Sure. Wait, home. But before we Wait, do, we, okay.
0: before we close it off with the fun fact things, do you guys connect to the fact that here's a woman who owned a store passed down by her mother, falling in love with the man who is responsible for closing it? Do- As a rom com, did you? Con- did you find that troublesome? Did it prevent you from connecting with the movie further? Mm. Did it reduce, you know, like, okay, this was an A plus movie and now it's kind of like a B or something? Like, how do you guys feel about that? Because that's kind of, for me, huge. Mm. And that's a major thing that is the change from the original. Because yeah. they're kind of equals in the original.
1: Yeah. They are not that in yeah. this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't. Before he knew who she was. Yeah. He did warn, and he's right. It's not personal, it's business. Right. And I think as much as this movie does like want to say, it's just like, oh, the old ways are still the right ways. It still was correct in saying, but the big, big box stores will win. Mm-hmm. And as a society, we just had to acclimate. That's the bottom line truth. Like, you know how like uh, how mostly conservatives, but like there's this idea of like, oh, we have to protect our downtown and you look at their downtowns, and it's usually just like a Walmart, a McDonald's, a Burger King. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like what are we protecting? There's nothing like the big chains won. All right, <laughs> we're 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 in the middle of peak capitalism right now, so like, uh, I don't. It's they're not him winning was not like it wasn't personal. It it was just like it's just a matter of like we're building a shop here because. This is a need for this part of town. Totally get it. And uh, but and that's, that's excluding
0: it. the love part. Now, let's fall. In- oh, All right, it's not personal; it's business. But now let's get personal. <laughs> let's yeah. fall in love. Oh yeah, let me become your friend and give you advice about this NY152 that you're talking to, only to be like, "Hey, that was actually me," and also. I'm not just some faceless corporation. I'm literally the face of the one store that was directly responsible for your mom's shop
1: closing. So it's a little different. I guess a little bit. But at the same time, though, like by her fall, I mean, maybe (laughs) by her falling with him, I I guess it's just like, okay, let's say they end up together, right? Like that would open up her, that would open her up to opportunities to now navigate this business Mm. with kind of that small shop mentality of being like, okay, what can we do to not hurt the immediate communities? You know what I mean? And obviously that's just like wishful thinking. Yeah. Because I too would be lured by the money (laughs) and just be like, yeah, let's, (laughs) let's eat up all my Pa shops for the, the, for that, uh, for that bonus you know yeah (laughs) so uh but no i don't know i i guess it's like the, the the store closed it wasn't like he didn't set out necessarily to like hurt her and stuff and
0: no he he didn't but at the same time there was like a point in the movie where they kind of knew the role that they played in each other's lives um so it kind of was like yeah no i mean hey my story is gonna exist, like you said. It's not personal; it's business. We're gonna be out there. So, in a di- for her at least, she could identify him being like, "Hey, this is the guy who's doing this to me." And that's the thing: people are kind of we're emotional, yeah, right. And this is a huge. This isn't just like a little thing, like, "Oh, you took my parking spot." No, this was my mother's store is closing because of you choosing to put your building there or whatever, right? So, like, it's just I don't know. Like, that's a very extreme. Thing. So I guess for me, it was like, huh, I wonder if I, this woman who, this character who has been kind of painted to be a certain way, I don't know if I believe that she would look over that and let him into her apartment when she was sick. Like right there is when the movie shifts for me okay. and it becomes unbelievable and I don't care.
1: What was rude for him just to go up after she's saying, no, I'm sick.
0: I know, but it's also like, wow, not only is this man like, you know, a corporate asshole, but he doesn't respect my boundaries. Mm. I said no, That's and true. he did That's not interesting. listen. That's interesting. I mean, right? So, this yeah. woman's kind of a pushover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, That's hey, so... some people are like that, but I don't like this portrayal of it, and I don't find it particularly romantic.
1: Mm. Okay. Yeah, no, good point. I don't, yeah, I guess I didn't think about it that way, but sure. But I don't know. I'm also just like, I would have been seduced easily by, like, the the, the family well, it's has some boats.
0: Hay. And I do not find Tom Hanks I, I'm so charming? over Tom Hanks at this point okay. Last year really did it for me But yeah Pinocchio, really Like, so I that... think they cast Tom Hanks too Because he's kind of like the contemporary Or was the contemporary Jimmy Stewart There's no comparison for me They both have annoying voices And yet I think Jimmy Stewart is a thousand times more charming And a better actor than Tom Hanks is
1: Whoa <laughs> Alright <laughs> Unpopular opinion on that <laughs>
0: I don't know about that. I would love to hear from people on that one.
1: Um,
0: Eddie, what are your fun facts? Okay. Fun facts.
1: Shutting me up, I guess.
2: Did you have something to say? I actually did not, no. (laughs) This was uh, a second chance for Dave Chappelle to work with Tom Hanks. He originally got offered the role of Bubba Gump in the Forrest Gump
1: uh, movie. Dave Chappelle yeah. was in Forrest Gump. No, oh. he was offered the role. Oh, but he turned it down. He turned it down. Or
2: he could And then um, he got this role to oh, work look with at Tom that. Hanks.
1: Yeah. How do I feel, Dave Chappelle? I didn't realize he was acting. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I thought he was just a stand-up comedian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. He was in Robin Hood Men in Tights. I think he was like. He really... was in
1: Robin Hood Men. In... Is yeah, he, he was, little... he was a, chew. a Is he little? Who? He was a chew. A chew. I don't remember this character. He was not Little John. No. No, Little John was some big white guy. I uh, I don't remember Men in, Men in Tights that well. I watched it a lot growing up.
0: But yeah, no, he was an actor. Um, he was in something else. And then he tri- he got a show, and he really just yeah, focused the, on that gotcha. for a bit.
1: What other fun facts you
2: got, Eddie Z? Well, there actually is another movie. Another movie like this. Uh, like that, this movie? That, that in the Judy, Good Old Summertime? Yeah, that Judy yeah. Garland's in. So I
0: wanted... For us to do the three films But I knew Rolando would not be happy about it And I just didn't want to hear him shit on the movie Is it a three No hour it's musical? only like an hour and a half But oh it's with my God. her and Van Johnson And Liza Minnelli makes a little appearance at the end But it's a musical version Ugh. of The Shop Around the Corner But in this film it's a music store. Yeah, it's a music star. Oh, God. And remember when we did our Christmas episode, the Christmas covers? And I said, there's this Judy Garland song called Merry Christmas. That's the film from where it's Mm. from.
1: Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas? No,
0: no. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is from Meet Me in St. Louis. But remember well, maybe you don't remember, that I said that after the success of that song, they wrote her another Christmas song for a musical oh, that's years right. later. The one that that's Judy... That's in The Good Judy Old time. The one that this
1: one Bette covered. Bette Midler covered. Yes, yeah. yes, I do mm-hmm. remember.
2: Yeah, because I was wondering... Uh, this is another thing I noticed watching this movie again. Uh, I, I noticed a lot of Wizard of Oz in the background. Yeah, Somewhere of the Over the books. Rainbow kept playing. Yes. Yeah, and then the, even there was... Um, Ruby slippers ornament that she put up during Christmas. I have that same ornament. She was uh, yeah. reading. She was reading *Scarecrow of Oz* when she was sick. Um, you have that, and then you have *Somewhere Over the Rainbow*, which ends that. But that's not the only time they played this song. They've also played that song in um, what? Well, oh uh, no,
1: *Sleepless in Seattle*. Mm, that song was
0: also she played. Maybe it's Snow favorite song.
1: Maybe, so. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, fun fact. Cute. Yeah if you were going to re- like, I'm surprised this movie hasn't gotten remade because I think with technology you have the opportunity of like that anonymous kind of sending messages and stuff I know but now with all I feel like with
2: all the horror stories we've heard <laughs> on this I mean remember that documentary you saw about that that football player that college football oh, player oh yeah too? Like, this is an example of like where it's like he's so hot too. we don't do anonymous don't how, like. <laughs> it's like I need to know who I'm talking to <laughs>
1: But people fall in love with catfish all the time. They're literally catfish. Yeah, <laughs> it's a TV yeah. show. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I still feel like there's an opportunity for like a modern take on this idea of sending correspondences to someone and falling in love, not realizing that that person you're falling in love with is this person that you don't get along with in the real world.
0: Mm, interesting. Yeah. Can
1: you? Can we just like?
2: Take a moment and realize that Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves did something similar to this. Hey, are you talk about the lake house? The lake house. Okay. I never where, saw that movie. Where the twist is time travel. Oh. Where they're like a Wait, decade apart. Did you just apart. ruin the movie
1: for me? I think the trailer <laughs> ruins <rues after Yeah, laughs> that. Yeah, 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 the trailer <laughs> does. does. The trailer does.
0: I, I mean, Sandra Bullock, I'm there. Yeah. Even for Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, I John Wick, man.
1: No, 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 no. no. This is pre John Wick. This is like meandering. I'm uh, not bothered by Keanu. Keanu Reeves. Like this is Keanu Reeves before he found his like niche.
0: Yeah, I like Keanu.
1: I don't dislike him. I'm just saying it's just like, but <laughs> that's. I don't like the Matrix, for example.
0: Yeah, no, me neither. Uh, but on that note, happy Valentine's Day. Happy anniversary to Orlando and Eddie. Thank you. I'm glad I could spend the day with you well the day before uh and thank you you for listening yes thank you for listening if you've made it this far what did you think have you seen either films if you have any thoughts or comments you'd like to share this is the way that you can reach out to us email remakes reboots revivals at gmail.com on instagram at remakes reboots revivals on twitter at remakes podcast and if you enjoy this podcast and want to leave us a rating? You can find us on any platform you listen to. And on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a review. Things like this really help us, and we do appreciate it. I think that's everything. I
1: think so, too. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. This is... Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. I don't know. I guess... I do miss... Like, signing into your email and then having that, you've got mail.
0: Yeah, the, like, all those noises.
1: like Those I don't miss as well. much, but uh, definitely, like, the, you've got mail. Yeah. I wish Gmail had, like, that option where I could just, when I sign in, it tells me I've got mail. It's probably True. a plug-in somewhere.
0: Yeah. I don't miss it. I'm okay. You don't.
2: Mi- Did you not
1: get? I don't like in- knowing I got mail because it you- usually
0: is like some annoying work client. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. No, oh. Now this is not. This now not, emails now are rude for uh, me. You got two hundred
0: and fifty <laughs> emails <laughs> waiting
2: for you <laughs> on your <laughs> inbox, or just
0: Grubhub <laughs> wanting you to order food. And it's like, leave me alone. Wow.
2: And every of those, so and half of those emails always start with "as per our last email." Yes.
1: <laughs> oh my god. That's my favorite way to respond to people, though. <laughs> oh my god. When they don't listen. Someone recently yeah. gave me
2: that kind of remark And I, it was one of those moments where, we were, wow, it's been a long time And my blood started boiling I literally had to take a minute before I responded
0: Yeah, oh God, see, look at what it's done to us In the 90s it inspired romantic comedies, now it's going to be a horror film
1: Maybe mail. that's it. Maybe that's okay. how you remake. You've got yeah, mail. You've
0: got mail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, until next week, Just stay, stay an, an original. original.